Yo, yo, yo. I'm about to freestyle a rap to you about right about now. <laughs> Eminem style in a parking garage. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. This is that's not, this is that's not going to happen. This is my other podcast that I'm talking about. No, I'm just kidding. I have another podcast. Okay, you can't this have is, one. And you can do that on there. <laughs> this is the Screen Stuff podcast. Yes, uh, and I'm Paul, and this is Elgin, and we're not going to be doing any freestyle rapping in a garage. Um, we're going to be talking about things that are on screens, and yeah, um, last week's episode we talked a little bit about the changing of our pop culture landscape as a result of the Trump presidency. Well, mm. I think this show that we're going to talk about today called I Love You America, yeah, hosted by Sarah Silverman on Hulu, mm-hmm. is would not exist. No. It, it would I, 100% not exist if it weren't for the Trump presidency. I, so I agree. We're we're clearly seeing uh how how it's affecting um programming decisions and yeah. people coming up with different things that they want to do as a result of that and uh, you know maybe for some people this is a way for for them to cope yeah. maybe this process. is a way to process yeah. to yeah. Uh, bridge the divide however you want to put that so we're yeah. going to be talking about Sarah Silverman's I Love You America on Hulu mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about for something completely different. Yeah, we're going to talk about Big Mouth from Netflix, which is a cartoon by uh, Nick Kroll and and Andrew Goldberg. Andrew Goldberg. I think they're the co-creators. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it features a cast of voice actors uh, that you might know. Yeah, including Jenny Slate, uh, Jenny Slate, yeah. Maya Rudolph, Jordan uh, Peele, Jordan Peele as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, a very star-studded comedic cast, if you will. Um, but they, they say it's the cartoon perverted wonder years. That's how they've pitched this, which is, which is, I can kind of see. That. Okay. Okay. That, this is, this one crawled himself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can, I can see that. So, um, but before we get into, um, that we're going to focus on, I love you America. And yeah. here's a little clip of a clip from the second, second episode. episode. Yeah, there's only two episodes. Oh, only been a couple so yeah, far, yeah. but, uh, Yes. So here's a clip of a clip. I'm in Mineola, Texas, the mini areola of Texas, where 87% of the people voted for Trump. I'm here to meet the locals and see if we can find some common ground and undivide ourselves. Thank you for having me. You guys are firemen. Do you guys all own guns? Yes. Yes. You're not feeling like a stand your groundiness with me right now, are you? (laughs) No. No. No, not by any means. Obvious question. Who did you vote for and why? I voted for Trump. Why? I just knew that it was somebody different than what we've had before. And you voted for Trump, right? Oh, what, yep. what did you like about him? Obviously, he's done well business-wise. Gay marriage. Who's for it? Interesting, interesting. You guys, not for it. Go on. Not something I really care one way or another. That's what, that's what happens, happens. And you are for it. I'm not for or against it. Doesn't matter to me. How about you, Dal? Not for it or against it. Uh, haven't got a horse in that race, uh, so to speak. Would you speak out for somebody's right to get married if they're gay? I don't know that I'd speak out, as I've sat here quietly through most of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't affect your own sexuality. No, it does not. In any way. No, not in any way. So who gives a f***? 
All right, so that clip gives you a little sense of what the show is about, what it's trying to do. Mm. Um, I think one of Sarah Silverman's goals for the program is to venture into territory that is not like her own. She is a self-professed democratic liberal from now living in California. Yeah. You know, and so she goes into these other parts in the first episode. She goes to Louisiana. Second episode, she goes to Texas. Mm. So she's venturing deep into uh, red state Trump land territory and trying to find common ground and understand where people are coming from. Yeah. And then she'll also have usually a guest that she interviews. Yeah, like an activist or yeah, someone who's like undergone that. change. That's her. Yeah. That's her that's right. criteria that's for right. her guests. So, um, so this is Hulu's maybe answer to a network's uh, late night type of show to a certain extent, not exactly, but so Sarah Silverman plays off of that trope. Is it like Charles Chelsea Handler's show, which has recently been canceled? On, yeah, on I, that Netflix. Um, perhaps yeah, I mean, kinda. you know, the Chelsea show was also. Uh, more and more political, I think, yeah. as it went on. But clearly that model didn't work for Netflix because yeah. they canceled her show. Yeah, or she, well, who knows what Who knows what happened, that. but yeah. I, I don't think it was considered a runway, no. runway success by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you liked Chelsea's shows I to did. a certain extent. I, I mean, I, I haven't watched it in a while, to be honest. I kind no. of just, like, there's so many things to watch. Um, but I like the early episodes, and... You know, she she brings a certain candor to uh, like a very vulnerable. Like she spills a lot of her own right. yeah. stuff on here. Now I don't think Silverman is doing quite that. Although there is a little bit of it. Well, so it's interesting because, well, first of all, you know, one of the re- recurring tropes in her show is that she has um, Mather, who yeah. plays the milk toast typical white guy late night host yeah and she cuts to him saying when i do things that are uncomfortable i'm just going to cut to mather because that's what you're used to seeing and you know it's it's yeah. kind of a bit that maybe at some point we'll have an expiration date but that she's continuing to use i thought it had it at episode one <laughs> but but at the same but at the same time you know i, I think she's obviously making a very clear point yeah and it is interesting that Nail on the of, head point, kind of. But, yeah, that that any but, kind of major network has essentially refused one, you know, for one reason or another, to have a female talk show late night style host. Yeah, um, and, and she would be that person of anybody right now. Yeah, I mean, the only person yeah. that we've seen is Samantha B. Yeah, who is on TBS, and it's just once a week, so. It's not yeah. exactly on the same level with with most of her male counterparts. And then Chelsea's show, which was on Netflix, mm-hmm. which, again, not a traditional network. Yep. I don't know if that super timely type of programming is as successful on a streaming platform. I don't think so. I and, think it's harder harder. And so that's kind of where we're at with Sarah Silverman's show. Yeah. The only network, I don't want to say the only network, but the, the network that's giving her a shot is... Hulu. Yeah, but she, I'll say this much for her, she's got a definite angle that's much yeah. more pointed, and she's trying to do something, it's, it seems a little more activist in some ways, it's, sure. you know, I, I appreciate that she's expending her cap, 
you know, cultural and and uh, whatever other capital she has to do to do this show. Like, she so doesn't do, have, she doesn't have to do this, you know. Like, it's like she's trying to do something that. But what she else is have she to, doing? I mean, oh, you know, she could probably do some other com- comedy, that regular comedy, if she wanted to. Well, she did have her own show. Yeah, uh, she, you know, the Sarah Silverman program, yeah. which was more like sketch. Yeah, was it successful? And, I have no idea. I, I mean, it was on for a few seasons, yeah. but. Uh, you know, to me, she's one of those comedians who are, who is fairly well known, but not not a superstar, not like superstar famous. Yeah. And I mean, she's the female comedian that I know. Like, I mean, of that generation, really? Yeah, I don't. The know. only Amy Schumer. I mean, well, she's obviously famous. Yeah, besides her, those two. I don't know. It seems like she, really. I, I okay. think of. I mean, I, I'm not really a comedy follower like you sure. are. Like you okay. follow the scene. I, I'm. I'm well, I don't know if I follow the scene. Well, but, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm the more casual yeah. of the okay. of us two. So, so she, she. I mean, she is definitely more well known than a lot of other. I mean, she's she's been around the business for a long time too. She shows up on Louis as a you know like when they're playing poker. She's, yeah, she's the one woman that's there. Right, you know? that's like, true. You know, like, that's true. So, um, so th- that's the thing though with Sarah Silverman is I, I like her. Yeah, but I don't love her. You know, in yeah. terms of as a, I'm just talking about her as a comedian. Yeah, sure. I think she's funny and she's always in the neighborhood of funny but sometimes she's not like you know yeah i think her brand of humor is has always been a little bit more on the less laugh out loud side and more kind of the funny and theory side at least in the way that i see the way her humor is and that's not necessarily meant to be like this this dig but i just think she just has a particular brand of humor that's Mm -hmm. not that's a little bit less conventional yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah, I agree. And one of her kind of trademarks, I think, is that she plays this, and I think it's an act. I'm pretty sure it's an act, but I think it's probably a reflection of her personality. This, She always has kind of this disingenuous kind of um, bent to a lot of her jokes, mm. which is what makes them funny to a certain extent because she's saying something so outlandish and it's like kind of like, you're not sure if she's serious or not. And okay. She, she kind of plays that a lot. Okay, yeah. And so to do a show like this and to have someone who you kind of are wondering, is she serious or not? It, I think to me that can be problematic. Just okay. a little bit. Because when she's trying to do these on location things. Yeah, she's too. trying to be earnest. Yeah. But so much of her comedy is not being earnest. Yeah. That I, I that's where I, I'm struggling. Maybe because I know okay. what her shtick has been in the past, and maybe I just need to like put that aside. I don't know her shtick as as well. I know she's known for pretty risque humor. Yeah. That maybe even. I mean, she was talking or, about her vagina way before all these yeah, other comedians are yeah, talking about their vagina. Yeah. Right? Be, so. or, or or stuff like strange kind of race jokes that are racial jokes that are uh, sure problematic she, because she's been she's, she's been dinged the, a little bit because for that, the way yeah. that she positions herself in relation to those things you know i don't right. know um i don't know enough about it to, to speak intelligently so about do it, you but. find her segments when she goes to these small towns in trump territory that that she comes off as genuinely curious uh, she seems or she, to okay i mean or is she making light of these people uh, she is a little bit. You yeah. Know, she she definitely makes fun of them a little bit. Right. Like afterwards, you know, okay. when she's in the after it's being cut, you can you you can see a little bit of that. At the same time, 
I think she is trying to genuinely try to understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and then, and and you know, trying to find some kind of common ground. Like on the question of gay marriage, she asked that question t- right. on both segments, right. both in Louisiana and Texas, and there's right. enough people there who are okay right. with it that they connect. Well, was, but I don't know. But the rest of it, like, yeah. it's like I don't. Right. I don't know if she's making fun of them or not, you know, but it's not like totally comfortable. I think she is trying to connect with them though. Yeah. She really is trying I mean, hard. If one of the goals is to help America understand each other a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think she's assuming that her arg- her audience are going to be the people who are on the left. Yes. And they're the ones who are going to be watching this. Yes. And so the, the show is very much tailored around that. And I have to say that while I haven't found her show to be like extremely enlightening, no, I have found it to be interesting to, at the very least. And, yes. and so, for example, when she asks people, because they know who she is yeah. to a certain extent, yeah, yeah. and so they know that, uh, you know, because of that, they're probably censoring themselves a little bit yeah, of course. when they answer yeah, these questions. Yeah. But it's interesting that. For both of the groups that she's gone to, both in Louisiana and Texas, when she said, okay, I'm assuming you voted for Trump, or, yeah. or she'll just say, who yeah, did yeah. you vote for and yeah, why? Trump. And they'll yeah. say Trump. Yeah. And the number one reason that people say is they wanted something different, some or they change. wanted some change, which yeah. I think is a very fascinating response, because yeah. I would say that most people on the left aren't going to say that that's the reason they're going to give. And whether or not that's a genuine reason, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But the fact that that's the reason that people are citing, I mean, I do believe that those people were not feeling like whatever. That they the, weren't the, feeling the, part of the... The country was serving them in yeah. the way they wanted to be served, and they yeah. wanted a candidate who can, who can fundamentally cause or do something that's different. And so I do believe that that's genuine. That I believe that too. Not all Trump supporters are... You know, people who believe the things that he might believe, yeah, the, or the hate mongering, yeah, 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 or like just, just you know, a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, in that sense, I think it's been interesting. Um, yeah, you know, okay, <laughs> yes, I agree. On the other hand, there's another part of me. It's like these things are almost predetermined. Like I almost kind of know where this is like. Going. I, yeah, I kind of know where this narrative is going to go. They're gonna ha- they're gonna exchange some niceties. They're going to have maybe one moment of, of discomfort, right. but not really that bad. And, no, you know, they're going to be polite. Like, there hasn't been really anything, like, really tense yeah. yet. My, my biggest know? criticism is that it, it's been somewhat shallow. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that definitely it's shallow. But, but I also think it's interesting because, again, when these people are asked, asked very pointed questions... Mm-hmm. Maybe, again, because they know this is going to be on TV, they're not going to be 100% honest. Yeah. But the fact that they're stopping themselves from saying what we might feel like are, you know, the worst impulses of Trump supporters, yes. and they're not doing that, yeah, yeah. whether it be because of TV or otherwise, I think is is still informative and instructive to a certain extent, because I'm not seeing a whole lot of other things on TV that's attempting to give fair voice i'll agree i'll agree with you that like the, maybe there's you see you see that they can grasp that um we might not agree on all the political mm-hmm. points but there are certain things that we can we can agree yeah. upon and not 
we don't have to hate each other or right. like that. There doesn't have to be such a discord that you can't even communicate. Right. And so she's, she's trying to show right. that there, there is a way that you can somehow talk to each right. other. Like specifically when she was asking the firefighters in the second episode about whether or not they support gay marriage. Yeah. And there was nobody, at least who was, there was nobody was said no, no one was willing to say that they were against it. Yeah. There were some people who say, it's not that I don't support it. I just don't necessarily care one way or another. Yeah, that's or what, it's, that's it's, what the, one, it, the two that they yeah, have their hands on. It's not yeah. something that I have a clear stance on. Yeah. So, yes, they don't support it. Yeah. But they're not necessarily against it either, which I think is very different than someone who's just straight up against it, right? I, I think mean, that's right. And I, I think the, the assumption is, well, if you're not supporting it, then you're 100% against it. And I don't know if that's always the case. I think it's maybe like for them, it's like, they're, they don't even know well they may have gay people in their lives and they don't even know but like sure. you know but like the, I think it's like something that's not real for them right. so it's like they don't think about right. it you know? and and you know I think you know Sarah when she does try to engage them in at least in a slightly more meaningful way I think she asked something like you know would gay does gay marriage being legal affect your day-to-day life and yeah. they're like no, no not really. it doesn't really so, affect me one way or the other you yeah. know so i think yeah. she's trying to bring kind of like that common sense logical type of you know thinking to to some of it so so she does that on that one particular issue which i yeah. think the country has shifted a lot in yeah. that area yeah. anyway it's maybe a safer issue yeah so right but now. then like let's say you go to guns or your gun control or mm-hmm. let's say i mean because like there you know there's some people who are like and, really into guns and she and, does she does talk yeah. about guns yeah. but i i'm sure that this, some of this was filmed pre you know the las vegas incident yeah, and whatnot yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think yeah. I, I I'm curious to see if she's willing to go deeper. Yeah, with I'm, some I'm, of this. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'll I'll definitely watch a couple more episodes of this yeah. just because I am curious how she, what if it's going to be the same thing right. as the first two. And I'll be right. like, all right, well, this is a broken record, but right. where is she going to take this? I mean, the the format's been pretty much the same uh, for the first couple of episodes, but yeah, I, I think that there's potential there to go deeper. That's what I want to see from her. What What did you think though of like some of the other kind of shock elements, like? I don't even the, know the naked, actually, the yeah, naked people. Yeah, like, like, what is that? Like, I thought it was just like, was that supposed to be funny or what is that supposed to be? It's just like, I can do it because I can do it. I, I think so. <laughs> if you know anything about Sarah Silverman, I think that's just something that she kind of does. She's yeah. provocative for the sake of being provocative okay. sometimes. I, I think. don't find that very meaningful. Um, <laughs> I think that's kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was more of a bit than anything else. Just yeah. to have two random naked people and showing their penises and vaginas yeah. or whatever. But. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I, again, her... it was, she, I think, thrives on making people feel uncomfortable. That's, okay. that's a signature of her humor. All right. So I think that's more of kind of just a stylistic choice. Um, what about the guests, the, 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 the I think tail her, end? I think her yeah. guests have been interesting. Again, I, I feel like Sarah maybe still needs to come into her own as an interviewer. I yeah. don't think that's her sweet spot no, in terms not. of, you know, her yeah. experience. Yeah. But her guests have been interesting. The first know. one was a former Westboro yeah. church. Well, a family member yeah. of the leaders of the Westboro Baptist Church. So yeah. I thought that was kind of an that interesting. That was interesting. That was a good one to lead off with. Um, and then even the second guest, who one of the quote-unquote leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. I think he had some really insightful things to say, specifically about trying to engage with people. I think... He came off as being, you know, I think, again, the assumption with Black Lives Matter is that it's just a bunch of angry people mm-hmm. and they're just protesting for no reason. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he did a really good job of communicating 
why it's important to go to the streets because all of the other venues and methods haven't been working mm -hmm. and then also the idea of when you're talking to someone who doesn't agree with you politically mm -hmm. that um, if you kind of walk through them and help them actually process it instead yeah. of trying to talk at them yeah but like actually have them process like the conclusions they come to might be different because I think there's a lot of knee-jerk of picking of sides yeah. and whatnot but when you actually help someone kind of do that processing uh, that might I, be a more effective way of communication. I mean, I will be very curious what what other kind of guests she brings on. I mean, the first mm -hmm. two seem pretty. I, don't, I mean, the first one well, I found really interesting and yeah. and and insightful because I yeah. you know would have never have seen that anywhere else. And yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but you know, will she bring on people that are don't share her views? Uh, yeah. you know, who are not friendly to her views. Like, what would that look like? Would she do that? I don't even. Yeah, know. like kind of like, well, Bill Maher will bring on people that yeah. are you know Republican or whatever. Yeah, well, will he, she? Ann Coulter shows up at a show yeah, all well, the time. Yeah, will will know? that happen? And if so, how will she handle that? You know, I have feeling yeah. like she won't for a little while. But you know, my, well, my guess is that you know because. Because her main segment is going to a Trump, Trump you know, land. voting area. Yeah. yeah. That that's kind of like the other perspective. And then the interview is more in line with her perspective. Yeah. And that's kind of the formula that they're sticking with right now. Okay. Again, I think, is the show like great, compelling television? No, it's not that. No. I but don't think is so. there anything like it on television right now? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> no. Is Sarah Silverman the funniest comedian ever? No. No. Is she serviceable? Sure. Right? I mean, so it's one of those kind of like, yeah. I, I'm not sure how to feel about this show right now because it's it's not that funny. It's not I, 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 that honestly, insightful. I wouldn't have watched it unless we were reviewing it. Yeah. But I'm glad I did watch it. Yeah. And since we, I have seen the first two episodes, I will yeah. watch it again. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm curious enough having right. watched the first two to see where, what she does with it. I agree. It. So I agree. that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so uh, I love you, America. It's yeah. on Hulu. Weekly episodes at this point. We'll see how long this thing lasts. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it might not last very long. We'll yeah. see. But it seems yeah. like it's actually fairly low budget. So yeah, I don't yeah. imagine it's breaking the bank for Hulu. But no, no, we'll no. see how it goes. Um, all right. So we're moving on. Yeah. And we're going on to an animated series. Yeah, we haven't really reviewed too many of those. Yeah. Uh, and this is quite quite the one to review. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this, uh, before we get started, we'll play you a little clip. Um, this involves um, a hormone monster, which we'll talk about. And one of the main characters voiced by John Mulaney. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play you the clip and we'll, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the hormone monster. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta be kidding me. Nick is right there, sir. And? And I'm a good person. I wouldn't do that laying next to a friend. Then why am I here? Oh my god, you're always right. What the hell is wrong with me? Nothing. You're a perfectly normal, gross little dirtbag. Now stare at that cat clock and massage your dinger. No, Nick's grandmother gave him that clock. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, she did. Okay. Oh. What a little clock tease. Her eyes are darting back and forth, thinking, Meow, meow, who's got the cream? Me, I've got the cream. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. Just picture your dad's associate, Susan. Oh, Susan. Mm -hmm. 
Susan um, actually came to this summer outing, and she said that I uh, was really sprouting into a fun young man. That's right. Look at her sinewy arms. Susan, show me your top naked. Yes. Oh, God. And she's got fallopian tubes. Oh, God. Okay. So, Susan, um, what's it like to be in human resources? Uh, I'm done. Okay, so that is uh, character Andrew Glauberman? Glauberman. Glauberman. Played um, by John Mulaney. Yeah, and he's kind of a, you know, he's kind of a nerdy kid. Um, and he's at well, a, he's, he's kind of like the Paul in Wonder Years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is like the, he is the Paul. Yeah, he's that. taller, has glasses, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then, you know, he's at a sleepover with, uh, at his friend's house. Uh, what's the friend's name again? I, um, I think it's just Nick. Nick? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Nick, voiced by Nick Kroll. Yeah. Nick Kroll also voices the, the Hormone, Hormone Monster. Monster. Yeah. He voices um, this really dim-witted PE teacher. <laughs> he voices one of the popular girl's best friends. So, um, did you ever watch the Kroll show on Comedy Central? Never have. Okay, so Nick Kroll... I, I don't mean, know anything he, about this guy. So Nick Kroll probably um, came into most people's consciousness when he was on The League. Okay. Um, which was kind of, you know, one of those, yeah, like, bro yeah. you know... Yeah, you know, sure. Um, Mark Duplass was Duplass, in that show. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, there's just yeah. all these different people. But he was in the league. And then he had his own show on Comedy Central for a few years called The Kroll Show. And it was um, a sketch show okay. where he played half of the characters. Jenny Slate was on that show. Okay. Um, John Mulaney was on that show. Uh, so, so a lot of the same people. He, you know, has made cameos on Parks and Rec. Mm. He dated Amy Poehler for a while. Oh, so, okay. like, yeah. you know, he's he's been in and around comedy for a long time. Um, and he has kind of his cohort of comedy friends okay. who pretty much all show up in this show. I personally think Nicole, Nick Kroll is really funny. Mm. I think he's, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nick Kroll. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to review this. Yeah. Um, I also like animation. I mean, I'm not like a total crazy, like I'm not like one of those crazy Rick and Morty fans or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. but I do like animation because I think you can do a lot of fun stuff with it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, Nick Kroll, I, I just think he's funny. <laughs> I, I, and I think this show is really funny, to okay. be perfectly honest. Okay. Do you, do you not agree? <laughs> do you, do, I, I feel like you hate this show. I don't, or... I, don't, I don't like this show that much. Why? I just, it doesn't really do much for me. Okay. I, do, I do find some bits funny. Um, okay. I, I do find some bits actually problematic. Yeah. Uh, for example, for in particular, the uh, Ghost of Duke Ellington, which I know is voiced by Jordan Peele, a, a black man, but but I find that that ghost uh, borderline minstrelly, uh, okay, uh, and which I you know which almost is like uh, Tyler Perry's Medea character, which okay. others have said is borderline or outright minstrel. Uh, show stuff. Uh, I, 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 you know, why are these wh- two white boys talking uh, talking an addict to the ghosts of uh, Duke Ellington to get advice on their sexual lives? Like, where, where, where is that coming from? I, sure. I find that a little like cringeworthy. Um, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that, to, to the, me, that's definitely not my favorite part of the show. Yeah, as uh, well. Um, but it doesn't maybe. I mean, some some people said it's it's just an exaggeration, and you know, like I talked about it with another friend of mine. He's like, yeah, it's just you know, it's an exaggeration. You shouldn't take it for anything. It's kind of so. This isn't quite what maybe you know South Park is, right? Yeah, yeah. They're using that platform of animation to get away with murder, almost because because South Park features these you know little cute 
characters, they can do so many things and say so many things that wouldn't fly otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's almost even like, like, did you ever watch Team America? Yeah. World Police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what were your thoughts on all, like, the, the Kim Jong-il stuff? <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, it, you know, it, yeah, I, I, you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of one of those things where, like, it's bad, but it's somehow it works or is passable because of, I mean, it's the so over the top so, and yeah. crazy. I don't know. I, I mean, this show is not, I mean, this it's show. It's not South Park. Yeah, it's not South Park. It. It's got a heart, obviously, because like it, like I said before, that they're trying to go for a, a Wonder Years. Well, Wonder thing, Years was like kind of thick, yeah, with this nostalgic yeah. syrupiness. It, it doesn't it's have, not like it's that. It's not quite like that. But there, there is a heart to this that I would, yeah. I would say, is absent from South Park. Yeah, South Park does not have that <laughs> whatsoever, uh, and I'm not a, much of a fan for that. I, I yeah. I'm, you know. I think some of the characters are interesting and funny. Yeah. I think the the jokes and the quips are pretty fast and and funny. No, I think the sense of humor is definitely there. It's got it's got a strong voice. Yeah. You know, I just am not into this voice. <laughs> okay. You know, that's all it is. And 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 I will say, like, I think Kroll said that he was trying to make a a cartoon that maybe could help kids talk to their parents about them. I don't know if this is the vehicle for that but like sure. but I, I can kind of see that you know yeah. like you're they're, you're 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 facing all these changes as a teenager and this right. is like capturing some of that yeah in, in an absurd manner yeah of, the idea know. of these young boys who are constantly thinking about sex for the first time yeah and then you have the girls who are all going through their own hormonal changes yep. we have the Jesse character having her period for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. and so I mean, I think it is definitely talking about, like, things that people should be talking about. Um, Obviously, it takes it to another level. And there's always, you know, with Nick Kroll, there's always a certain crassness, a certain kind of, you know, pushing the envelope in that way, which maybe you're not as into. But I mean, like, you've... I find it funny. You've you've (laughs) accused me of being, like, semi-prudish, and maybe maybe I am. (laughs) Maybe I am a little bit about some of this stuff. Like, I, I don't mind sexuality on the screen... Uh, if it serves some purpose, and there is a purpose being served here, yeah. uh, I, I I may believe that. I just I'm just not in tune with this wavelength. That's all, sure. and, and okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. But yeah. I I could see why people really would get into this, and it's not like I didn't laugh. I did laugh at some points, but then okay. I felt like. <laughs> what the hell is this? You yeah, know, like what is this these, these monsters are, are hilarious and 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 kind of crazy. These, yeah. these hormone monsters. There's a monstrous yeah. too for for the Jenny Slate. Well, uh, well uh, right? no, well, no, it's it's Jesse's. Oh, Jesse. Well, okay, it's, it's the same hormone monster for all the characters, okay, yeah. technically, okay. but it's mostly for Jesse's character, and it's voiced by Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Okay. Um, yeah. Who you know, Maya Rudolph and all of her craziness. It's I think it's pretty funny. Um, I think Jenny Slate's character, Missy, I she's one of my favorite characters in this show. She yeah. plays like this she's she's this biracial, really nerdy girl. She has braces. Oh yes. And yeah. She kinda talks like this the whole time. Yeah, like she, like, yeah, yeah. But there are certain like one liners that she has, which I think sometimes like steal a scene, mm. um, especially in later episodes where like she'll reference things that only a small segment of the population will understand like <laughs> Like, she'll talk about, like, her favorite NPR, like, <laughs> cat newscast or stuff. She's like, she's like, well, I was listening to Magna Chakna Vardy on NPR. Like, it's just like these, 
these really like obscure references, but when yeah. they land, they really land. Yeah, for me. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just no, no, that's that's smart. I just <laughs> I just find the whole thing to be like really hilarious. I think it's intelligent, but at the same time, it's not afraid to just be crass and gross out. Sometimes mm. I think it captures a certain aspect of adolescence that I haven't necessarily seen in that way in a long time. I mean, um, do you like the animation? Like, I find, I mean, it's not like high level, but it's not supposed to be. Like, it's right. like this kind of, I don't know what, it's it's crude like the humor. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I would say it's probably closest to something that you would see like, you know, Simpsons-ish, you know, with yeah, the style. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more maybe updated. Yeah. You know, yeah, for me, the animation itself is not, that impressive Mm -hmm. it's not to me that's like kind of it's just a vehicle in which the show rides on but Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. like the centerpiece of it yeah yeah. it's definitely for me more the the voice acting and the writing yeah to me are like the two things that really what what do you what do you think of the gay character i forgot what his character's Um, name is so he's voiced by andrew rannells um who most people know from uh, Girls. Okay. He plays. Oh, um, it's okay. I yeah, know. Yeah, he plays the best. He's, the yeah. character on the yeah. on this show is named Matthew, but he actually does have a girls shout out like this. This one. <laughs> so like this show also, it in some ways will play like a sitcom because they'll break the fourth wall. Mm. But when you break the fourth wall with a cartoon, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, like it's like this extra meta layer yeah, that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that character, the gay character, he breaks the fourth wall and he's just like, and he literally says the word shout out to girls. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I so, was like, I was like, well, now that I yeah, get it now. Yeah. All right. So I didn't understand it back Yeah. Then. So there's like, the, the show can be very quippy and fast paced. Uh, and so okay. there's a lot of like little kind of inside jokey type of things that okay. happen as okay. well so now I, I now that you told me who it is <laughs> yeah i can put the voice with the face yeah. and everything okay yeah. i get it i mean he 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 is like the social i don't know what he is like he seems a social commentator of the high, of, of the yeah. high, of the school yeah. right. and, right. and um it's interesting when the the um andrew character questions the sexuality and and, and right. talks to him about it um i, I mean i'm sure all that is like helps people to process things you right. know when they're if, if, if someone I, I don't know how old you'd have to be to start watching this actually <laughs> because like, they, I'm trying they, to understand yeah. when, when you would watch this. well that's the interesting about it. it's, a, it's a story about adolescence but it's very much adult humor yeah and so it's not like watching a Disney movie where like there's something for the kids and something for the parents no it's, this is like <laughs> this is straight up for like like a thirty-something bro, but to a could, could you could you imagine like a thirteen-year-old watching this, and would that be helpful or would that be just disturbing? I don't. Well, I'm trying to think. Through, I'm finding this. out more and more that a lot of young people have unfettered access to Netflix. Okay, yeah, it's a big part of their lives. Yeah, and um, I'm sure the, they're watching this then. To the point where I will ask students like you know, what's your hobby or favorite pastime? And for some people, their answer is watching Netflix. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm just saying, this is this is what, you know, okay. I, I can't make this stuff up sometimes. Well, and times have changed. Maybe, maybe there is a certain, you know, appeal to, a sh- you know, for a show like this for that segment. Because I know, again, animation has a whole separate life now that yeah. 
Um, Maybe it, you know... I mean, I'm wondering if it would help kids to process things or know that they're not alone or just something, you know, like I'm not the only one feeling yeah. these weird things. Yeah, you know? maybe. Because like Maybe. these are things that you talk about with your friends, really. True. You know, it's kind of hard to, yeah. especially when you're that young. And and maybe that's like a side goal, but yeah. I think ultimately the show is just trying to be entertaining. Yeah. First and yeah, foremost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and as much as we think, oh my gosh, like I can't believe what they're talking about and can an adolescent handle that? In my mind, it's like, it's nothing in here is going to be like that. I yeah, like no, no, shocking no, to a certain not, extent. Probably, you know not. what I mean. Probably, and, I mean, but back in the eighties, yes, but now, yes, no, yeah, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Are we better off for it? I'm not sure. I don't know either. But I've, I personally think the show is pretty funny. Okay. Um, maybe it helps if you're, you know, you have to be in a certain state of mind or mood <laughs> to watch the show. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, one of those shows where you can just like pick up and necessarily. Well, when you know, it. I, the, I have to say, like, I watched, I only watched three episodes. And okay. I don't know if I'm going to watch any more, but like the first two episodes, I was like, dang it, Paul, why are you making me watch this <laughs> stuff? What the hell? I don't know. I really liked it. <laughs> no, but then, but then I watched the third episode. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I, I, I was laughing out loud. I'm like, all yeah. right. It's legitimately funny at times. I think, back, I uh, think it's, uh, I think uh, it's, you know? it's a genuinely funny show. Yeah. And maybe it's not totally up your alley here or there, but if you want something that's just lighthearted and different and just kind of... It's different. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that. It's definitely... I've never seen anything quite like yeah, that Yeah, and again, like, my main thing is, is it entertaining? And yeah. I personally find it to be entertaining. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not perfect by any means, but there are certain characters, particularly for me, the Missy character, I find to be <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's a type of character that I, I haven't seen a whole lot of, so... All right, no, um, I, you don't see that anywhere in, in, yeah. in cartoons or, yeah. you know, real life. Or, I mean, um, you know, like live action. So, right. I, I, I would say, like, my my knee-jerk thing against kind of this, this ghost of Duke Ellington, even though it is voiced by Jordan Peele, was really yeah. like, uh, I don't know about yeah. this show, but... But uh, to me, that's not... You know, it's not a big... It's not a big enough part of the show... That it's like, oh my gosh. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, no, I, 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 it's yeah. just this silly bit that ultimately, in my opinion, doesn't really offer much to, yeah. the, to the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is an episode later on where um, the ghost does, I mean, just again, kind of as a bit, um, possesses certain people oh, okay. and, and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. But, but again, it's not really that important and it's okay. just kind of a side thing. So, you know, the, the ghost does do other things, but, you know, that's not the thing. Okay. Well, I, I, so it's a ringing endorsement from you. For me, not not so much. But uh, but it made you laugh. It did make me laugh. It did make me laugh at times and, uh, and also made, made me um, probably have my cheeks turn red. But, you know, that's, <laughs> that's just how it is. <laughs> You're so easily embarrassed, Elgin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah. Um, next week, we are going to talk to you about a few more streaming options that are out there. On uh, Netflix. We got a movie and a show. Yeah. What are these things? Uh, one is the Meyerowitz Files, New and Selected, which is the newest film from Noah Baumbach, starring... Uh, Ben Adam, Stiller, Adam Sandler. And Ben yeah. Stiller and some yeah. other folks. And then we're also going to catch uh, David Fincher's latest TV show, Mind Hunter, which is about serial killers or the FBI coming up with profiles to, to catch serial killers. Yes. So. Starring Jonathan Groff. 
Okay, I don't even know. You don't know who John Hart? Well, <laughs> I, I know who he is from the show, but is he famous from before? I have no idea. Uh, he was a Broadway star, and he was, he's was he been in other television shows. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, that's what we're going to talk about next week, so right. uh, tune in then. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.